You are now tuned in to Believe. Do you believe? Thank you for tapping into some Untapped Keg episode 43. I'm one of your hosts, RJ Zimmerman, here with uh, my brother-in-law, Monte Ball. How you doing, big fella? Long time no see. Yeah, I'm doing good, man. Doing good and uh, excited, man. Excited for excited for all the stuff we got. We got lined up. I think it's I think it's gonna be good, man. I'm looking forward to uh, sharing it, sharing it with uh, the audience here. How you doing? Pretty good, you know. We're just making the, uh, you know, baby steps, like one step at a time. So we went to live streaming a couple episodes ago. Last week it was a little bit more uh, trying to figure out how to do it from each other's houses, so we don't have to travel early on a Sunday morning. Um, now we are uh, looking at setting up a second feed so that we can. Uh, do our sports podcast next week. We're looking at for our first week of that. Uh, we're gonna have a. We have been using a podcasting host site that really specializes in music. So we're gonna switch to a different one that focuses on podcasts. Uh, nothing's gonna change. Everything's gonna be the same as far as uh, how you find us. Untapped tag on all podcast services. We actually had to do that ourselves. So like. That was that was a lot of work actually that I wasn't expecting. Was trying to get all the onto all the podcast services. I had to look them all up manually, figure out what their submission structure is because of, like I said, the podcast hosting site we went with was uh, not ideal for what we were doing. So hopefully this new one will help us out a little bit. Um, and then uh, yeah, the new podcasting site will let us start our second second channel so that people can come here when they're looking for kind of like the main show or they can just go to the the sports one if they want to find uh, the untapped cake sports so um with that being said today's going to be like most of the other shows we'll be talking about sports and video games and you know Mons has been streaming like crazy this week uh just trying to get his home internet figured out so that uh, he can do it from there uh, I know, man. I know. I don't know what's been going on. I mean, I, I, I we plan on, you know, I'm going to switch over, switch over and and uh, get that bad boy straightened out. But yeah, streaming, man, streaming is fun. Um, it's entertaining. It's it brings that extra edge to it. You know what I mean? Because now you got some people watching you. Uh, what you do, what you say is going to be on the Twitch account. So all stuff I like. Um, but it's it's uh, we got we got a lot of good stuff coming up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're, you know, we're really excited. This is all new to us, you know, like we like to say, we're just a couple amateurs trying to figure it out one thing at a time. I feel like we're starting to figure it out a little bit better. Like, the more we use OBS, the easier it is for us to get in, get things uh, figured out in transition. Hopefully, we can start using Photoshop and make our own array so it'll look a little spiffier than this. Um, You know, figure something out there, maybe maybe a couple different pictures uh we took some pictures that are actually of us for the podcast which we have never done before uh before we just took like two random pictures that i think they show us at a driving range <laughs> on a random saturday 
uh, like a yeah. couple of years ago <laughs> before we both put on our weight. So, right, right, man, that COVID, uh, oof. that COVID, COVID 30, 19, man, COVID 30 came in. Yeah, yeah, it's been, it's been something, man, but. But yeah, man, I, I kind of want to kind of want to jump right into it about what you mentioned um, pre-recording, um, you know, about Tegan, uh, or excuse me, uh, Chrissy Tegan, yeah, um, and give some shout-outs to some people. Shaming, yeah, right? like what is that? But let's yeah, let's give some shout-outs to people who are going so. Yeah, hard. man, Anthony Hopkins, uh, huge huge shout out to Anthony Hopkins. I think it was forty-five or forty-six years. Yep. Remarkable. Um, I actually didn't even have any clue that Anthony Hopkins was in recovery. Huge fan of Anthony Hopkins, uh, same movies wise, but now obviously understanding, um, and looking forward to learning more about his life. That's some pretty cool stuff. I'm obviously, for those who don't know who Anthony Hopkins is, is uh, Silence of the Lambs, Hannibal um, Lecter. Hannibal Lecter. People think of Hannibal Lecter, they think of Anthony Hopkins still, even though I think of Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, see, I think of, I think of I think of Anthony Anthony Hopkins for sure. So huge shout out to him, of course, because that's some pretty cool stuff. Um, and ooh, there's somebody else too that I that that I saw, but it'll it'll come later in the episode. But I really really wanted to get into what you mentioned, RJ, earlier about Chrissy Teigen um, and some and some sober shaming. I mean, I don't understand that. Yeah, I don't understand so that. For people who don't know, um, Chrissy Teigen posted that. She was like a month sober, I think, on um, yeah. on uh, Twitter, and somebody came back and said, "Oh, I've been sober for five years. You don't hear me talking about it." Well, first off, like you're using somebody else's platform to show that you've been sober for five years. Like, congratulations! Five years is not a short amount of time. You don't have to right. drown somebody for being sober for a month and being proud of it. Like, listen. We all start somewhere, right? Yeah. Why are we? I saw another one where um, a person said, I haven't had a cigarette for a month. Woohoo. And then uh, a person came back and said, well, You got to go two years without it because you're going to go back to it. When you go back to it, then you start again. It's like, What What are we doing? Like, what are we doing as people? Is that, is that really like there's trolling for fun? There's trolling to be yeah. a D bag. Like, there's trolling to be actually mean and be just not a good person like you know there, there's those different right. levels of trolling and those if you're trying to troll to be funny like that you're not funny like no. I, I, no. Enjoy, I enjoy a good troll like i troll you all the time right and you troll me right back <laughs> and uh mm -hmm. you know but we have a good relationship like we know like right. you can't right. talk to random people and be like, oh, really? This is, you've only been sober for a month. That's no big deal. You're going to go back to it because you are a, a POS, basically. It's like, A, if you're joking, nobody knows that because nobody knows your tone. They, the person doesn't know who you are. You just make everybody feel like crap. Like, come on, let's put some positivity out in the world. Exactly. Yep. I think it's, I think that just speaks about, I think that just speaks volumes about social media today. You know what I'm saying? I, uh, uh, Unfortunately, for many people out there, that's uh, just just like they said in Batman, you know, about the Joker, just want to watch the world burn. And now people have the ability to speak to speak at individuals on social media. And uh, long story short, it's, you know, social media in the wrong hands. 
be a terrible disaster. And unfortunately, that's what we're seeing, especially seeing with that situation right there, because I don't understand why you would put that tone towards somebody who is just trying to celebrate, you know, a new chapter in their life. I mean, to me, it sounds like that individual who responded is not getting the attention that they want um for for being five years sober but it's 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 just uh just unfortunate that we even have to speak about it because we would never think that people would be like that you know what i'm saying yeah and i'm i'm trying to find a tweet i, I can't find it oh you're fine you're good you're good that's what it's yeah, like, you gotta find that because that's 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 ridiculous that's ridiculous you know i don't know i don't really i don't really you know go out and announce you know, when my sobriety date is, because honest to God, I, I forgot exactly what day it was, but I know sometime in December, I know it's, you know, within like the seven day window that my oldest son was born. Um, I know it was right before I started where I work now. Um, so that's kind of how I figure out how many years it is. But like some people, they don't care about the time and then some people you know it's a big deal and that's fine however you approach it is how you approach it um gosh darn it oh elton john who's been sober for uh 25 years by the way uh posted on i think it's 25 years he posted on social media as well that he has maintained his sobriety and he said if it wasn't for virtual aa meetings during the lockdowns that there's no way he would have made it that there, there were so many times he was almost oh. gonna gonna break and that the virtual meeting saved him so you know shout out to aa as well continuing to hold it down for you know the anybody who needs to talk anybody who needs to just sit there and listen and get strength from other people there are ways um that's why we started this podcast to let people yeah. know like you're not alone and it is not easy there are times when it's easier than others. There are times when it's really, really difficult. Um, but like, I know some people like NA beer. I don't. I do not like NA beer. I, I still. I like the taste of beer. Okay. I always like the taste of beer, but when it comes to NA, it's just not a good flavored beer, and it's usually skunky because it's old. <laughs> so it's like, uh, you know. <laughs> My dad, who's been sober for, I don't know, 27 years, probably 28 years, closing in on 30, he loves NA beer. And um, he tried that new, I think it's like Bud Light Zero or Bud Zero or something like that. And he said it actually tastes really, really good. He's like, this is the first beer that I love the flavor of. And then it has zero. So it's, it is literally 0% alcohol. So you can wow. have it like a soda. Uh, legally, so are you serious? Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. There you go. Huge shout out to uh, huge shout out to Bud Light for that because that's pretty cool stuff. Uh, just having the, you know, the wherewithal in a sense to to produce that, and the just being mindful of the fact that there are individuals out there who, uh, know may have actually enjoyed the taste of beer, but know that they can't have alcohol, so. Know, just just being mindful that's pretty cool you know to see large corporations like that uh trying to happen to every single demographic obviously but like 
their main demographic are people who drink, but they obviously wanted to put something out there for those who can't drink. So it's pretty cool stuff, actually. Um, that's that's pretty that's pretty awesome. I did not know about that about Elton John either. That, that he mentioned that about this pandemic. Yeah, I was uh, perusing Reddit. Yeah, I said perusing. perusing. I'm here for you, Lance. I'm here for you. Perusing. I'm trying to help you win Scrabble because I know you need the help. Um, all the help, man. I'll take all the help. Now that you, now that you know facetious, like you're gonna win every time. Um, I've said that word so many times now. It's, it's been like my word, word of the week. It's a good word. Um, you know what my I, favorite I like the word, word is there. Megal- magnanimous. Magnanimity. Yeah. I think I've heard that before. That has something to do with magnetism. No, magnanimous means uh, like you're uh, selfless, like a selfless act. Learn something new every day. No, my favorite word is uh, specificity. I like saying it. Interesting, <laughs> because that's an easy one. To, specificity. That's an easy one to screw up too. Like um, <laughs> magnanimous, and then. Um, I cannot think of uh, magnanimity. Some, yeah, I can't even say it. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, but that's good, man. I mean, we gave our shout outs. Uh, was definitely want to shame that person who shamed Chrissy well, Teigen. I mean, that's let's not even super call for like, help them turn it. Like, congratulations. True. Like, that five true. years was awesome. You don't have to. Uh, you know, put somebody down to get the recognition right. you're looking for. Like, it's right, right here if you want it. That's just like, you know, <laughs> it goes back to gatekeeping, right? Like, I heard this um, earlier uh, in the year, actually. Well, I heard it before mm-hmm. then, but I really, I really took it to heart and learned some um, other, I guess, stuff around it that really is gatekeeping, like keeping people from getting into the gate of certain things. So like you find out a, a woman is a fan of sports and you start mm. asking her to name like five players on like her favorite sports team, uh, like name five different sports teams in that sport. That's gatekeeping and that's stupid. All right. Like, it's like, like gaslighting. Ask them their, like, yeah, similar. So like, you know, congratulations. Who's your favorite team? Oh, is there, is it because of that person or like, is it because of whatever? Like, why are they your favorite team? Not like, Oh, right. name me five players because right. I don't believe you. Like, who cares? Who cares if right. you're making something up? Like, that's a good point, man. A healthy conversation, right? Um, that's a good like, point. There's a lot of men out there that, that do that. Yeah, like video games. You say your favorite game of all time is The Last of Us. Oh, the, so the third dog tag on this one map, you know, when you find it, did you read the note that was next to that? Because, man, that was the best <laughs> thing. What note? Oh, I guess you're not a real fan, man. Like, exactly. seriously, what are we doing? What are we doing? You know, why are we gatekeeping sobriety? Like, that's a one thing that you really don't want to gatekeep because you want to accept everybody with open arms. Like, come here, I'm going to give you a hug. Like, this, that's awesome. Like, this is, we're in the same boat. Absolutely. Right. You want to create that community. Um, you want to create more social connections, you know, connections with those who, who, who are sober. I mean, I, I, yeah, so I don't, I don't I, you really threw me in for a loop on that one, man, because I don't understand why someone would say that. But then again, it's a, that's a troll, you know, I'm not supposed to understand, you know, internet trolls. Uh, that's a way different mindset that I'm not involved in. But long story short, Chrissy Teigen, that is remarkable. 
Um, here from Untap K, we congratulate you. Sir Elton John, thank you for sharing your story as well. Um, Anthony Hopkins, kudos to you, man, on 40-something years, 45, 46 years. That is pretty crazy in a good way. Um, and we'll, we'll, we'll keep going at this I and mean, keep giving shout-outs where shout-outs are due. I mean, you know, we, we've talked about it multiple times. I think we should say it again because it's a perfect time. Anybody who has maintained their sobriety during these lockdowns during the year of 2020, yeah, congratulations. Hey. Amazing. Hey. You know, anybody Absolutely. who has started during the lockdowns, like, big round of applause. Like, yeah. whether you're a couple <laughs> weeks, whether you're, you know, a couple months, like, that is incredible. That is, is, man, that's the fact that you have the courage to start it and are maintaining it, whether it be for a week, whether it be for a month, couple months, like, that is amazing. Also, seeing as how I said 2020, Happy New Year, everybody. I can't believe I didn't start the show off that way. I'm a terrible host. I'm going to get it. Next year, first podcast of the year, I'm going to get it. <laughs> this year, I did it. Happy New so Year. Next year. F off 2020. Like 2021, mm. we got some hope. We got some light at the end of the tunnel. Right. Um, you know, there's uh, still obviously a lot of stressors out there. It's going to be, you know, six months, but at least there's hope. At least there's light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, capping on 2020. Well, obviously, there's no. Nothing more we need to say about it. We we've we've beat that dead horse for sure. And there obviously everyone got oblivious to how crappy 2020 um was. Um but um, you know, we're fortunate to have started this podcast 20 to help others. We have some listeners that we're fortunate to have, um, some people who are in recovery who are listening to us, which we're extremely fortunate um to have them, of course, listening to us. Uh, but F off 2020, absolutely. And 2021, I was definitely looking forward to a better year, looking forward to more people who are tuning in, more people reaching out to us, asking for help, more people wanting advice from us, et cetera, of how to keep yourself going. Absolutely. That, that, that's, that's why we're here. That's why we do this. So 2021 is going to be a good year. You know what? Thank you, video games, for keeping me sane, because I lost about every <laughs> single one of my hobbies, but... <laughs> this podcast and video games are really what saved me. So I picked up a book, trolled my speaking of video games, speaking of trolling about it. Speaking of video games, I think we had a bet, right? I, yeah, I'm I'm waiting for <clears> that <throat> cash app. Uh, I know I gotta. So did, I uh, did you even make it three hours into the game? Probably not, not yet. So I bet RJ that I I would beat that would be God of War. Four January one. I'm so frustrated. I'm so frustrated because that game is so good and you know it. You can feel it. You're like, it as I'm unlocking stuff, as I'm getting further, like I can see that this is gonna get good. I thought it was gonna be the same old thing. Like I was gonna have everything at the start. No, you never have everything at the start. <laughs> it's a good game. I'll tell you that. It's good. I'm just I'm, I'm intrigued. You are gonna get as emotional. Or more so than you did during Last of Us. I'm telling you right no. now. I'm telling you right there's now. No, Dude, I am going to replay this game. Okay. I'm going to replay it. <laughs> I will beat it before you. And it's it's so good. It's so good. I'm I'm excited okay. to beat that game. I, mean, I believe you. I believe you. I believe you. But I don't. I believe you about it being good. But I, I 
The Last of Us, man. The Last of Us. I know. I'm setting expectations there. And when you set expectations, sometimes it's a downfall, right? Like, uh, you know, expectations get too high, like Wonder Woman 1984, um, which we're going to have a watch party to watch because Mons is such a huge fan of that movie. Like, he's like, dude, we got to throw a hot mic party. Everybody needs to see this movie. So we're going to have a watch along for Wonder Woman 1984. (laughs) I haven't seen it yet, so I don't know. But Mons, Mons said that this is the greatest superhero movie oh since God. The Dark Knight Rises. Well, I'm about to log off because I most definitely did not say that. <laughs> I watched the first. You guys should check my Twitter account uh, about four trouble. days ago, five days ago. You're right. <laughs> Wonder Woman 1984. Let me let me back up here for a second. The first the first Wonder Woman, mind you, same director, same writers. It was an amazing movie. It was a really good movie. It was a really good plot. It was a really big flow story. It was a really good conflict. It was a really good resolution. It was really great, you know, heroism. It, I mean, it was it was it was wonderful. Every single part that you want in the story was in there, and it was it was great. I liked the villain. I liked how she defeated the villain. It was it was good. So obviously, there was hype for Wonder Woman 1984. There was because honestly, the setting, the eighties, man. I don't know what. Right. I don't know what happened, man. I watched the first forty-five minutes, and I'm not going to throw out any spoilers here, but uh, I didn't like it. I didn't like it, and after forty-five minutes, I turned it off. Um, and 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 because I I I couldn't I couldn't get over the it was cheesy, corny. The one-liners were just out of place. Were they out the CGI was. It was it was it was it was overkill, man. Overkill with the '80s. Um, and again, I'm not going to throw out any spoilers, but um, th- they make sure that you know they're in the '80s, which is fine at the start. Because you're a maniac, just keep, maniac. Just, right? They just keep hitting you in the face with it, and I'm just like, my gosh, it's almost like more over the top than like Back to the Future. Um, so it's <laughs> it's it's just not more over. When was Back to the Future over? Top. No, I, I'm not. I'm not saying it was. I'm just saying, like, Back to the Future. You can clearly tell it was in the '80s, but oh, um, so you're saying any movie made in the '80s, it was more over the top than that movie, is what you're saying? Yeah, 1984 was over, more over the top than actual movies made in the '80s. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, because. <laughs> That's, they're trying to play it up, but no, I know, but it was over sensationalized. I'm like, okay, I get it. Play up like the culture you're in right now because you don't understand it, right? But <laughs> so, long story short, I, I, I heard from others, two of my family, who watched uh, the entire movie, and same, same, it was consensus. It was, uh, they're the ones who said that we should have a watch party. Because it would be very entertaining during said watch party. I'm going to give it my take right now on Wonder Woman 1984. Do not watch it. If you do, I would love to hear your thoughts. Email us. Hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up on Instagram. We'll put out a whatever. Poll. And let me know we'll your keep thoughts. Keep it open for seven days, and we'll say, "Is Wonder <laughs> Woman 1984 a good movie?" Yes or no. You just gotta go read the reviews. We'll do three. And, uh, we'll do yes, no, mediocre. 
movie's so bad, man. Some people are saying it's the worst movie they've ever watched. I, you know, <clears throat> ever on a site that I generally trust their movie reviews. They've let me down a little bit this year. Um, there's been a few movies I've watched. I'm like, how did they give it that score? Do you want to guess what they gave Wonder Woman 1984? Who's that? To my Rotten Tomatoes? No, no, no. It's IGN. So guess, oh. guess, guess what 7%? they gave in 1984. 7%. Well, they have a 1 through 10 scoring system. Oh, oh. 3. They gave it an 8. <laughs> no, they did not. No, they, they did they not. Did look it up. <laughs> no, I'm looking it up right now, actually, then, on my phone. And then I, I heard people no, talking about it, and a lot of people are saying kind of the same thing you are. Apparently, it does get a little bit better, but people did say, like, it's, yeah, it's definitely not, not nowhere near captures the uh, magic of the original. So I am excited for, um, I told you. I told you. No. I mean, different people have different tastes. Some people can look through a lot of these, right? Um, But uh, I'm about to ride. What was I going to say now? Oh, um, you know. Tomatoes gave it a 60%, which is higher than it was before. (sighs) Is that critics or users? What what do the users get? So the tomato meter of 354 total counts, 60% audience score out of 2,300. Verified ratings at 74%. So maybe you should finish it is what I'm hearing. (laughs) I know what I was going to say. The more I'm seeing about it and the more I'm seeing like stuff uh, surrounding it, like plot synopsis, I'm kind of excited to see Zack Snyder's final vision of Justice League. Because apparently, how the first half of that story was building up, the second half of the movie is completely different from the original script that they shot like 80% of. Um, Talking about about the Justice League? Yeah. The first one? Yep. I wasn't a fan. So, like, the second half of that movie is all reshoots that Joss Whedon did, and he completely changed the script. So, Zack Snyder's, like, what he was supposed to make was supposed to make Batman versus Superman is the plot a little bit better. And then um, I love Batman versus Superman. You love Batman versus Superman? You're love the only it, person in the world who loves it. Um, love it. No, that's a lie. Hey Danimal, yogurt. Right. Shout out to you. Because uh you are the number one Batman versus Superman fan. That movie is just fine with a capital F. It's a um, good movie. No. <laughs> Yeah. You want to talk about cheese that you have to look past. That movie's not cheesy. Oh, when's the last time you watched it? I mean, what's his name? What's what's the character's the guy's name who played uh, Jesse Martin. Eisenberg? Oh, Jesse man. Eisenberg? Yeah, he plays Lex He's got Lex. a few he's got a few cheesy lines, but that's about it. Bro, you no. No I'll watch it again. You, you I'll watch it again. Well see, I'm a huge a huge Hans Zimmer fan, and I think uh, I think Hans Zimmer made that movie. Uh, let me take a step back. I love how his movie, how excuse me, how his mu- music complements the movie. There we go. I don't know if he did. He do the soundtrack for Batman vs Superman. Yep. Huh. 
it, Beautiful Lie was what, what the original soundtrack is called. Interesting. I would yep. not have guessed that. Okay. So yes, I'm 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 kind of interested, like with that HBO Max, to see um, what Justice League, the Snyder Cut, looks like because it's gonna be a completely different movie. And then are they gonna move forward with the Justice League that Joss Whedon made originally? Or are they gonna go back with what Zack Snyder is doing right now? I don't know, but uh, apparently that film set for the Justice League after uh, Whedon took over was extremely toxic and the cyborg actor will not work with DC ever again yeah. because of it. Like that's that's super sad. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. Did he, did he explain why? Um, yeah, he did. I think other than different ones. And then there were multiple actors on that set that said that backed him up and said yes. That was it was not a fun set to work on. It was one of the worst sets they've ever worked on. And they saw him take uh, a lot more abuse than a lot of different, uh, a lot of the other people on set were taking. But um, yeah, so this this actually goes back to a question my brother asked a couple weeks ago uh, with HBO Max. Cyborg. Um, for like the next, mm -hmm. what, year, two years, they're going to release uh, theater movies day and day on HBO Max and what you know right A is that gonna save the platform of HBO Max? I think HBO Max is gonna be just fine when they start coming out with the original content. Um when their series start to come out. Uh there's a lot HBO always has really good series and this is the only way to watch HBO Go now. So I think people are just waiting for the new stuff before they subscribe. And then two, right. it, how much is that gonna hurt movie theaters? with this plan yeah that's that's that was my biggest thing i'm a huge obviously i'm huge into movies huge into movies i mean and you still go to the movie, movie theater and watch it true but i was reading a few um oh actually it was just one i can't remember which chain it was uh movie theaters but um amc probably but pretty much just yeah the ceo or something came out with a statement in a very politically correct way bashed um hollywood and hbo max for that because uh obviously they're gonna lose our money you know people aren't gonna want to go obviously with COVID too people aren't want to go go out in and to a movie theater and watch a movie in a movie theater if they can just you know, get a subscription with hbo max and and chill at their house and watch everything they want to watch that's going to come out so it is unfortunate for the movie theaters but i th i think we might be getting into the era where movie theaters are movie theaters are on their way out I don't fortunately know. like a lot of movies like tenet benefit from being in the movie theater right any christopher nolan movie you gotta see that in the movie theater because the way that he mixes sound, I know, like sometimes he does the, like a Michael Bay. Yeah, yeah. The the effects get a little too loud compared to the conversation that's going on with a lot of Nolan films. But like that, listening to that soundtrack and how it builds, like you know, Interstellar, you can watch that movie again all you want, but watching that in the movie theater was special, right? Um, Inception, not my favorite. <laughs> It's not your favorite watching that movie in the movie theater? No, no, no. I said 
if not like it is my favorite. I sorry, I, I might have said that wrong, but Interstellar is is my all time like favorite movie. Um, it's it's Pursuit of Happiness. Interstellar, depending on my mood, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so like movie theaters are gonna have to. Uh, it's gonna be one business that post COVID, they're really gonna have to figure out how they can make the most money while having the least amount of people in the theater because you're not going to be able to pack theaters anymore because people aren't going to be comfortable with it. So do you downsize your theaters a little bit, downsize the screen, push the seats forward and uh, to maximize the viewing? I did. That was one of my favorite things to do was going to a huge screen theater with those big bucket seats, uh, you know, the big recliners, because you, you really don't feel like you're you're crunched in there but just watching the movie and then you know you're gonna have to upgrade your food like the food's oh. fine but it needs to be like great you need to have when people go there they want to eat that food it's not to be. i'm gonna go see a movie and you know what? To be. i'll probably get some food while i'm there food should be one of the things that they want to go for like i'm gonna go get some of this food and i guess i'll watch a movie while i'm there I know that that's what you do, already, <laughs> yep. but you and your sister. <laughs> Just gonna say that absolutely, and it's uh, the point. I like the point what that you made because it's very true. True, but uh, what you mentioned about the smaller screens and kind of pushing the seats closer—that that reminds me a lot of you know here in Madison, uh, East Town Mall, that theater. Um, what is that one called again? Is it the Brew House? Yes. Yeah, yeah, the Brew House Theater or whatever it is in East Town Mall. Yeah, it's smaller theater. It's kind of like has an adult like feel to it. Uh, kind of like a you know don't bring don't bring your kids um, vibe. And yeah, you're looking at maybe twenty seats, maybe twenty seats in in each um, auditorium, and uh, more of like an intimate vibe in a sense. And that's most likely what I think a lot of these theaters are going to have to adopt. Yeah, you're still going to have to have people spread out, though, too, you know, like maybe have like four or five seats kind of somewhat close, but then you have four or five seats Tough. like a little bit further up ahead. Like that's the thing because yeah. you, you, you want to keep groups kind of together. That is the thing. Right. So like, you know, if it's family members, you don't have to like be super spread out. But um, yeah, it's, it's true. Gonna be, it's going to be interesting to see. Ooh how movie theaters uh adapt to survive so mm -hmm. I'm, I'm i'm glad i uh am not in the position to make that decision because that's a lot of pressure that's a lot of pressure right now uh to figure out for one obviously those who are ceos or the decision makers of movie theaters are extremely passionate about movie theaters so on that pressure of trying to keep your passion alive but also on that pressure of trying to keep employees employed um it is it's a huge stressor as well because obviously employees got families, etc. So I want for movie theaters to survive because I'm a huge movie theater fan. Um, I love movie theaters. I love the food. Love you know them bringing the food. I love watching a good movie, etc. So I, I hope I hope they figure it out. I really really do. Me too. Um... Yeah, I also just, I absolutely love going to the movie theater. There's nothing like it, um, especially the, you know, first week that a movie's out. Anything sci-fi. I love 
going and watching a sci-fi movie. I remember seeing District 9 for the first time on the Ultra Screen Theater in Madison. And, uh... District 9 is a, a really good movie, and I'll give you props on that because I would have never, ever, ever stumbled across that movie if you did not mention it. And I and I truly mean that. And I was like, okay, whatever. I'll watch this movie. Um, and I was like, oh, this is a beautiful movie, man. I was like, that is a real... And I'm sad that they have not come out with a sequel. Sorry to cut you off, man, but no, I, that's had okay. to, I had to give you your props on that because that's that's a really, really good sci-fi you know, movie. I was about to swear right there. Is that good? <laughs> yeah, I I remember seeing uh, previews for it, and I was interested in it. And then all of a sudden, this movie comes out, and it was shown on the ultra screen. It's like, all right, I guess we could go see it. Um, and then we go watch it, and it's like I was blown away with how good it was because I I love sci fi. It's my favorite. It's my favorite genre. It really brings out the imagination. Um, makes things creative. And uh, yeah, I just. That's yeah. Are you uh? Great. What's his name again? What's that actor's name again? Because I know you're, you're a huge fan of him. Of his. Okay. Yeah, he's he's a savage man. I I'm actually gonna. I think I'm gonna watch that movie later today. Right. <laughs> right. It's been a while. So I mean, Neil Blomkamp has had a couple different movies since then. Um, but none of them. They've been fine with a capital F. None of them are as good as uh, District Nine. Um, he's had Elysium with Matt Damon, and then he had uh, Chappie. Chappie with... Uh, That's right. Gosh darn it, why can I not think of the guy's name? The dude is an absolute savage of an actor. Oh my goodness. Um, he's in uh, Slumdog Millionaire. Oh, what's his name? What's his name? Uh, anyway, anyway. Um, here, I'll pull it up. It's just, it's just yeah, okay. <laughs> so anyway uh is it the uh dev patel dev patel that's him yes yes so nice nice i, I highly recommend watching district nine if you haven't seen it one of the best sci-fi movies of the past decade so it's probably it's been over 10 years that that movie's been out but um i don't even know if it's been remastered in 4k yet just waiting anyway moving from movies all right i'll i'll, I'll keep going <laughs> i know uh, let's talk let's talk about that that game two nights ago the uh ohio state clemson game two nights ago already that was two nights ago yesterday all you do was sleep so that's right that's I right understand. That's right. Uh, Clemson. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm ready to go on this I'm, one. I'm just setting you up. I'm sitting back. I'm ready to go. Yep. You threw that alley oop for me. Perfect. And I'm, I'm, I'm slamming dunk in that. That, I tweeted it out. That has got to be the, the, the amount of crow that Dabo Sweeney is probably still eating right now is, is, Imaginable. So, just to give you guys some context here, Dabo Sweeney, head coach for head coach for Clemson. First off, he's a he's an a hole d bag, um, and I say this, I don't use those words lightly. Um, I don't talk about people that way. But when we have a head coach who is the leader of a top program in all of NCAA sports, 
you have to hold yourself to a level of leadership, of, of you have young men and women looking up to you and the things that he says, the things that come out of his mouth, you would not expect that to come out of a head coach of a top program's mouth. In comparison, Nick Saban for Alabama, he holds himself to a standard that head coaches for one should. And then also if you're of a top program, head coach of top program, you have to hold yourself to an even higher standard. So Evo Sweeney. In the coaches poll of NCAA ranked Ohio State. Now, Ohio State was ranked third. I'm not sure where they're at now. I don't know. But he ranked them 11th, you guys, on purpose. He did it on purpose. Ohio State is not ranked, should not have been ranked 11th in the coaches poll. Well, well, from him. He ranked them 11th. So fast forward to two nights ago. Sweeney having to face the Ohio State Buckeyes. Ohio State Buckeyes smacked them. Smacked them, and I love every bit of it. It didn't look like it was going to be at first either because Clemson went up 7 nothing. Ohio State comes down, answers. Clemson goes up 14 7. Ohio State comes down Mm -hmm. and answers. So it looks like it's going to be a back and forth game all night. That's what I'm saying. And that's why I said I loved it for two reasons. One, a huge. Big Ten football fan. Obviously, I'm not an Ohio State fan, but I'm an Ohio State fan if they're representing the Big Ten in the playoffs. So I'm now rooting for – I was rooting for Ohio State two nights ago against Clemson, and I am now rooting for Ohio State against Alabama on the 11th, I believe. Um, for two, any team that beats Dabo Sweeney, you know, I congratulate because I'm not a fan of him. He's cancerous to the game. He's cancerous – to the young men who are on that team because he's not understanding that you're not just a coach, you're also a teacher too because to some of those men, fortunately, to some of those men, you are the only father figure in their life. And this is how you're talking in the media. This is how you're talking about other teams. This is how you're calling out other teams and other players for having games canceled because of COVID, but you're saying that they were afraid. To play yeah, there, that's that, the like, reason what? they canceled it. It wasn't because of safety. Oh, it wasn't because of health. It was because they were scared to play you. Come on, you you can't. That's that's cancerous to the game. That is not that is not what NCAA is all about. But long story short, I'm not a fan of Dabo Sweeney. I would love to see him get reprimanded of some sort. I don't know. Push out. Obviously, it's not going to happen. But I'm glad that he lost. I hope that he's still enjoying that crow that he's eating um, because you ranked them at 11th and they showed you why they're not ranked 11th should not have been ranked 11th in your eyes. So kudos to you, Ohio State. I'm rooting for you big time right now. And so Alabama. I still don't understand how Notre Dame, after they got smacked by Clemson in that title game, how Notre Dame got into the playoffs like that. I, I agree. That to me, if it was a close game, like I get it, but they got smacked, and then they got smacked again against Alabama. Like Cincinnati got a, a bad, a bad deal, right? Coastal Carolina also got a bad deal. They went undefeated. Coastal Carolina had a lot of close games, but Cincinnati blew pretty much everybody out. Um, they might have had one. Close game, so Notre, right? I mean Notre Dame. Notre Dame is all hype. Um, 
Oh, I, that's maybe because, yep, that is very true, actually, which I think a lot of times is why they don't ever want to join a conference. Um, so Notre Dame beat Clemson, I think, week six, I think week six of the uh, regular season. Uh, that's where their hype came from. You know, obviously Clemson being the reigning champs, right? I'm saying that correctly. I think, yeah, Clemson won last year. They beat Clemson week six. So, okay, we got some new kids on the block. So Notre Dame jumps up in the ranks. Notre Dame is that team, allegedly. Notre Dame then loses to Clemson in a close game. I think it was in the uh, championship, correct? Yes, the ACC right, right? championship. ACC championship, correct. Lose to Notre Dame. Um, or excuse me, lose, yeah, lose to Clemson, sorry. Um, but long story short, I don't want to get too long-winded on that because you already stayed, stated it. Notre Dame's all hype. All hype. I think Cincinnati got a really, really bad, uh, you know, just, just they most definitely should have gotten more respect than they got because they, they blew a lot of teams out of the water. And I would have loved to see them in, but unfortunately they weren't. I am. Yeah, the fact that they ran away with that like they did, and it was after uh, Fields took a cheap shot and there was a targeting penalty, and that was classic yeah. targeting too. Like it wasn't like one of those ha ha Clinton Dix running back for a, a catch and like <laughs> hitting helmet to helmet because players when they run their heads are at different angles. Like this dude launched with his helmet down into the kidney of Fields as he was running, like. It was textbook what the hits you want out of the game um, for player safety. That's like, people don't we understand. We still want to see hard hits, right? We still want it, like, right. and I'm, I'm saying that like we want them clean so that everybody's healthy. We don't want to see hard hits that hurt people. Um, those exactly. are the kind of hits that we want out of the game for sure. That everybody wants out of the game. Yeah. I think you. I think you said it exactly right. Where where it's uh, people don't understand because I saw it all over Twitter that what he got ejected for this hit, this hit, and people don't understand is it's not for the safety of the 50% of it is for the safety of the ball carrier, but the other 50% is for the tackler. Yeah. He could have really damaged his spine. If you look at it again, his helmet look, look went at the straight. That <laughs> uh, ended Ryan Shazier's career. It was very similar. Or the hit that ended Nick Collins' career also. Like, people don't remember yeah. that one. Um, he was tackling Cam Newton. His helmet was up. I think both Shazier and Collins' were up. But the way that they hit, their vertebrae got compacted. And Shazier, you know, he's lucky yep. to walking again. Crunches, right. Yeah. It's, uh, and, I mean, yeah, they were man. both clean. Like, they weren't the dirty hits that you want on the game either is the thing. But, like. Those hits do hurt the defender as well. Like, yeah, sometimes more so. So, yeah, absolutely, it's saying you're saying it perfectly, man. Where it's this is people need to understand it's for the safety of the players, for the safety of the players. Because then those who are complaining, those who are complaining about those ejections of this some are the same people who are complaining about how there's not enough compensation with maybe health insurance or even, you know, other monetary values uh, for NCAA athletes. It's like, well, you know, well, let's, no let's just make sure. In, uh, in NCAA <laughs> athletics, even though Tom Herman getting $14 million to coach a team. <laughs> that's, a, 
that's uh, an entirely different podcast. We we could talk forever on that, but I think we have to obviously protect athletes because they're student athletes. They're super young. Um, I'm I'm all in favor for that ejection um, because it's for the safety of. In that instance, for the, in that example, is for the safety of the tackler. Absolutely, and that goes back to like concussions. Like the NFL concussion protocol is so much more strict than the NCAA, and it makes no sense to me. You got kids whose brains are still developing, and you're going to let them go back out on the field and must win games, which you can tell sometimes some guys have concussions and they go back out there, and it's just, it's ridiculous. It's bad, man. It is bad, but, oh, man. I would really like to see something across the board be done about concussions being a little bit more strict. It stinks watching your star player go out, right? It stinks because... Yeah, you just don't have the same, you know, anything. I get. I don't. I don't know. It, you know, losing a star player in college is harder than a star player in the NFL. But um, you hate losing a star player either way. So, but concussions, obviously, yeah. no, the Absolutely. damages are just unreal. So, uh, the lingering effects, etc. Yeah. So. Uh, I love the game of football, but it's a very unforgiving sport. It is um, and many people know that now. Um, so, uh, I think I think I think we most definitely uh, tackled that bad boy, Dabo Sweeney. Not a fan of you. I would love to see you get pushed out of Clemson. I would love to see out of the NCAA. I mean, maybe it takes some time to grow, but what he said about Black Lives Matter, what he said about Black people, what he said about. Um, you know, oh, things that are happening in the world, like dude should not have a pulpit. Dude should not <laughs> have his words repeated. Like and his he, name is he is toxic. Abel. He, I'll leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. So I just uh, hope he's enjoying that. Can crowd. I just say I don't I don't know who who tweeted it, but the funniest thing I saw about it was Dabo hasn't been this upset since. Uh, <laughs> Loving versus Virginia in the Supreme Court, 1967. <laughs> I spit out my drink when I read that, and that was so funny. Anybody who doesn't know that, that was the case that legalized interracial marriage in the United States. Yep. So, I mean, that's that's close to my heart, so I know that very well. But uh, yeah, that that was the funniest tweet I saw in the night. So, and you know what? He, I, he deserves to get roasted. The rest of his does, life, he deserves I, to get roasted. I have not seen, and we obviously are not fans of bullying in any form, cyberbullying, um, in-person bullying, however you want to put it. <laughs> but uh, you you reap what you sow. Say that uh, if if you know if if you come with that demeanor, if you come with that song, if you come with that amount of disrespect, and you end up not backing it up, you better prepare for. Uh, a brutal atmosphere on social media. That's <laughs> uh, it's in my in, in, and in my honest opinion, it's well deserved. Dabo, I hope you get pushed out of the NCAA. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I'm gonna make a shirt. I'm gonna make a shirt. I let's do it. Let's do it. That'll be, That'll be our first merch. That'll be our first merch. <laughs> Just uh, Keg Sports. Goodbye, Dabo. Bye, Dabo.
I like it. I buy so, it. All right, so let's uh, you know, obviously Alabama's in the playoff. Next week will it will be before the playoff games. We'll hope Friday night we'll record, get it posted. People can listen to it Saturday before playoff games, hopefully or whenever. Um, yeah, that, that's kind of what we're hoping. Big day today in the NFL. There's like eight playoff Huge. spots. Huge more. They're up for grabs. Like when there's there's like seven teams that if they win they get in the playoffs. Uh, Packers win, they get the number one seed and a bye, which they could use. Obviously, some really sad news. Bakhtiari uh, in That's practice. the Bears, right? Yeah, they play the Bears today. In practice, Bakhtiari tears his ACL. Not a game. Not a game. Practice. Um, it's <laughs> you sent me that, and I didn't believe it. I, oh, I literally told you. Yeah. I was looking at. I was looking it up. You're laughing at what I just did. I know. Um, I I was looking it up and I didn't see anything, so I'm like, no, that's not true. There's no way that's true. Somebody's trolling. And you you sent me the tweet, and I was like, oh, my, why can't Wisconsin people have nice things, Bonds? Why can't we have nice things? The last is that the that was they said the last day of 2020. Yeah, and that's your guys' best lineman, yeah, arguably top just, three in the NFL. No, he's top in the NFL. He's number one on <laughs> Pro Football Focus. Left tackle too, man. Oof. Rogers is right handed. Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack oh, usually I mean, the Bears, you more right tackle. Um it's the Bears. So my I forget, yeah, Khalil Mack is there. My guess is they'll move Elton Jenkins over there. Um who's played everywhere this year. He played center, he's played mm-hmm. both guards. He's a he's a pro bowler. Like, dude has been a monster, Elton Jenkins. Like, you know, props to him for being so adaptable. Um, I don't know if they'll for sure do that. That that's my guess on what they're gonna do. I don't know. Like, and then right. ACL week seventeen, chances are he's not gonna be ready for the first game next year either. Like the first few weeks, like probably the first month. Um you guys, you Packers fans, you guys cannot catch a break, man. You guys cannot catch a break. Finally, somebody that, sees it. That's that's. We finally, got a coach who cares who can who can strategize, right? The defense is playing right. better. Like the defense is they playing are. a lot better. Uh, now you get, you know, the offense is rolling like uh, up there with the Chiefs with like, Devon- You can put Devonte Adams against Tyreek Hill. And then the rest is like, you know, sea level players compared to the Chiefs. Every, everybody's talking about Patrick Mahomes. Like, rightly so, Patrick Mahomes makes these amazing throws. He's, he's like the greatest Dude. weapons in, in all of football. Yeah, maybe ever in, on one team. Like, go back to uh, the Broncos, the team you played on, and then go back to uh, the Rams. And I think that's the only two teams that had this oh. many weapons. I guess you could go back to the Colts maybe with uh, Reggie Wayne and Marvin Harrison, <laughs> but I don't think so. You know, Travis, so, Travis Kelsey's so good. You know, you got you go three running backs <laughs> deep that are effective. You, you got Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, and then you go with like Nicole Hardman. Or, and yeah, Patrick Mahomes is amazing. Patrick Mahomes is a baller. Here's the thing. 
when you are game planning against that that offense, just like you stated, okay, man to man, you most definitely can't be in. Harry Kill's gonna just blow past you. Um, Kelsey is gonna blow past some linebackers and safeties. So you go in zone, right? Okay, zone, you know, back off zone, giving a lot of cushion zone. Well, you still have to defend Patrick Mahomes' legs. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? His legs. He can still, which nine times nine, you know, about ninety percent of the time, you don't really have to worry about that in a zone defense more in man because everyone's turning their backs. But still, it that defense is just, you know, kind of a damned if you do, damned if you don't in a sense. It's uh excuse my language, but it's it's that'll be very difficult to game plan against. And <clears throat> yeah, it's <laughs> I don't I don't know. I just what what and then you lose back. <laughs> Okay. I'm yeah, man. I'm sorry about that. Packers win. They get the number one seed. Like, you know what? I'm going into this game. I'm more optimistic than I have been all year, which means they're going to lose, which is not the worst thing in the world. But if they got that number one seed, here's how I see it playing out. All right. And I thought about this last week at the end of the games, right? Packers get that number one seed. Dallas squeaks into the playoffs. They win the first round, right? They go and visit the Packers. Ooh, Cowboys? Yeah. They go and visit the Packers. What happens? The Packers lose to Dallas in the, their first round of the freaking playoffs, and Mike McCarthy wins, and everybody's talking about how Mike McCarthy's a better coach than Matt LaFleur. And I would be so mad, but that's how it's going to happen because guess what? That's what happens to the Packers every year. Like, Wisconsin, we need to be less racist so we can get some karma. Come on, Wisconsin. What the hell? <laughs> I tell you what, if that scenario plays out, and if you guys, I, I'm not, I, I've never been a Packers fan. I, I, I'm, I, I'm an Aaron Rodgers fan. I like watching good football. You cannot ignore his play. If you guys lose to the Cowboys, if that scenario plays out, I will never speak, I will never mention the word Packers again. Ever. You're talking about a very beat up Dallas Cowboys team. Very. I, do, you remember, I speak. do you remember when Dallas was the number one seed and Green Bay went down there and won because of that pass to Jared Cook that everybody remembers set up the field goal to win it? They did that backyard play. The no catch Bryant. That was that was in Lambeau. Anyway, so the Packers were very beat up that year. They go down there, Dallas is the number one seed. And they beat the Cowboys. And it, I mean, it it ended up being close because, you know, Dom Capers loves prevent defense and uh, he doesn't know how to call anything else but prevent defense. And uh, that's, yeah. So, are you, are you being serious? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, he's really, he's really clicking Ask Madden. On that, <laughs> pretty much when the, when the Packers would get up on like twenty one, Dom Capers would go prevent defense even if it was the third quarter. So That's much, real. So much cushion. There's yeah. like a ten yard gap. They could just literally want to hook so out every single first time down. in the playoffs. <laughs> the Packers would get a big lead. The defense would give it up every single time. So the Packers were up by like twenty one. Dallas comes back and ties it, but they left like 30 seconds on the clock. And in the huddle, Aaron Rodgers draws up a play. Jared Cook runs a long cross. Aaron Rodgers throws it, and Jared Cook barely gets his feet in. 
sets up like a 52-yard field goal that Crosby drills as the time's running out to beat the number one team. When the Packers, I think, were the they were the last wild card to get in, so it was six seed. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah it's going to be – that's how I could see it playing out just because that's the karma that Packers fans have built. Or not Packer fans, but I mean Wisconsin. I mean, I you talk about the Broncos, but there's really not much to talk about rebuilding season. Um, but I'll give my honest opinion uh, real quick. I give Elway one more year next season. I I think he's got two more one years. More. He's got two. You give him one. I, he's got two. You know, the, you know the problem about all of this is, for one, you know all that Elway has done for the franchise was playing days, and then you put him as the GM. It's hard to push him out the door because of all that he's done for the program, and you cannot ignore. Although he was, you know, handed Manning in a sense, but uh, you can't ignore that they did win Super Bowl Fifty. And but made I think forty-eight. Right? Uh yeah 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 my rookie year yeah and we made made it to the Super Bowl my rookie year but uh I think he might be I mean I think he might be part owner too of the team I think he might have a might have a you know a pretty substantial stake in it yeah I think so obviously from Bowling passing away I think obviously the Bowling family is still uh you know top owner in a sense majority. But I think uh, I think LA might have some some ownership stake in there too. So it's like he's really gotten into bed with the Broncos. So it's like how do you how do you get him out? How do you get him out? If next year doesn't, if they don't turn it around, um, I'm, I'm not fully sold on Drew Locke anymore. I was. I, I don't. I don't think it's gonna happen. I don't think it's gonna work. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think I think he's got two more years, but so talking about today though and having all these must win games, besides the Broncos, you get two more years. You know, Bron- Broncos are in a hard spot getting rid of Elway. Um right. today is turning out to be worst case scenario for the NFL and COVID. Have you seen this? Saints. I, I all I all I saw was the Saints. The Saints are Saints don't have a running back. Yep. And then you have uh, multiple coaches in the Browns organization. Um, you have – and these are all must-win games that are that have to be played. And you have key players going on the COVID list, testing positive for COVID. Um, I, I tried to find the list, but I couldn't find it this morning. Um, of all, all the players that are out due to COVID – but like you know, Alvin Kamara test positive. You got uh, so that entire running back room is out. Um, it's just these games matter, and you're going to be missing people because of COVID. What's going to happen next week when they really matter? Let's say the Saints lose and they get a Saturday game. Alvin Kamara can't play. What do you, you know? Now that puts you in the position. It's not an injury. What are these teams going to do? I would think that teams are going to go into bubble mode to protect everybody. 
Well, and, you're seeing all these people testing positive from pretty much Christmas. So that's 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 what it's boiling down to because I'm not much into you know, my mind sometimes will like to go to conspiracies and I'm like, man, the timing on this is a little odd, in my opinion. Um it was an opportune moment for this stuff to happen. Um, but and again, can I ignore the fact that we just came, we just got out of holiday season, meaning being around family, being around maybe some family friends, etc. So that, that's probably there's probably a strong correlation there from that to the you know mess that's going on right now in the NFL. So I mean, I, I hope I hope the players, most importantly, um, both the players obviously heal up. Um, Pray that there's no lingering effects with it, because uh, again, it's just a game. It's just a game. I hope that they heal up from it. Uh, but uh, I can imagine frustration with the head coaches right now of, of those organizations because it is we are in the thick of it right now with the NFL. It's uh, it's winter go home. It is winter go home. So it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be interesting. That is. For sure. I mean, I tried looking for the list again. There's no list of just who went on the COVID list, but like the Steelers, they have to win for uh, trying to think what they have. They have to win for like uh, the number two seed or whatever I think it is. Um, So if they lose, they're not starting Ben Roethlisberger anyway, but they lost a couple defensive players and Eric Ebron to COVID. Uh, Buccaneers, they need to win for the five seed. Um, and if they win, they lost the defensive players, key defensive players, uh, Shaq Barrett being one of them on, um, COVID. So now we're at the point where games matter and it's, oh my God, Shaq. Yeah. Mm. More players are going on. It's just, this is the worst case scenario. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what teams are going to do in the playoffs, but if I was them, I'd be wrenching out entire hotels catering and all the food nobody has contact with anybody except for in the facility and everybody is masked up 24 7 yeah see i don't think there's anything wrong with that because you're talking you're talking playoffs you're not talking doing that for 16 straight weeks you're talking you know you may just have to you may unfortunately your team may just do it for a week yeah <laughs> if you guys lose week, probably Right, right, and it's and it's worth it. I think I think many players would not be opposed to that because they understand what's at stake. <laughs> understand, uh, everybody wants to make it to the ship, so we go. I can guarantee, guarantee you. Actually, no, I'm not even going to guarantee that because you just don't know with Goodell. You don't know with him. I don't even know if he cares. He doesn't. Um, he gets his so money. right. He's he's somewhere with Kraft right now. Uh, I don't know. So I was gonna say something, but I, I I held off. I held my tongue. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I can imagine what it was gonna be. Probably something along the lines of a massage parlor, but I'll leave it at yep. that. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> anything else you want to touch on here before we take off? No. Look, look oh, man, for untapped keg sports. Um I'm going to try to get this edited because we've got the software now. Uh, I think we're going to try to edit some highlights, breakouts. Uh, hit us up on social media, untapped keg everywhere. 
Uh, we're starting to be more um, of a presence on Instagram. Instagram's going to be a really good place to catch up with us. Uh, be able to see this glorious beard. Better pictures. Uh, less shading. You can see these bags again. I'm super right. tired this morning. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't think I got a lot of great sleep. Uh, listen, kids are thing easy. Is, I don't, kids I don't, are easy, man. <laughs> the thing is, I don't know if I'm drinking enough water. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's I don't know. I got to get those, get get those cucumbers. Those cucumbers. Come on, ladies. Help, help me out. Help me out. Oh, we didn't even get to the tweet that shocked the Big Ten world, right? Come on, don't don't look like that. You know what tweet we're talking about. It had it had oh, a bunch oh. of running backs. You talking about Brett No. Oh, oh, they're talking about Coach B going to Illinois. Okay, I got you. I got you. I got you. Yes, absolutely. That's, that's, that that is correct. So, is it real? Number one, I think. Yes, it's real because I think our running back room has, has lost a step. Now, some people are like, "Oh, it was COVID and all that stuff," which I I I I understand that. I one hundred and ten percent understand that. But then again, at the end of the day, still just talking about strapping on the helmet and running running that football um, at Wisconsin. That's something that we don't. Yeah, that's something we don't lose. That's that's our bread and butter. And I feel like we didn't have that this year. We do have young players, I understand, but that's why I tweeted it out because it was. There's room for improvement. There's always room for improvement. So I tweeted out that I would, you know, I'm gonna attend um, a good amount of training camp practices this upcoming season. Uh, but during the off season, I would like to, you know, have some one-on-one sessions with uh, the starting running back Jalen Berger, um, new kid on the block. Well, no longer new kid. New kid. He just finishes first season, but out of New Jersey. I uh, want to get him through the same workout regimen that uh, took me from, you know, an average running back to two eyes and finalist. Uh, just getting some national attention. If so, Russell Wilson didn't steal it from you. Yeah, I most definitely would have been eyes. <laughs> We're going to that I, joke into the ground. <laughs> I, I, yeah, it would have been a national Russell championship didn't... if J.J. Watt didn't, wasn't selfish and left early. <laughs> there, there's some truth to all of that. Not saying J.J. is selfish. Made a decision for himself that obviously has worked out extremely well for him. But, but yeah, Russell was stealing some votes from me. You have a and, Super Bowl uh, right now, JJ. If you waited a year, and a national. <laughs> where do you think he would have gone? Where do you think he would have gone? I'm just playing the troll right now, man. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. But yeah, I want to, I want to, I want to have some conversations, some workout sessions with uh, Jalen Berger. Kind of just chat with him and. uh Really, honestly, want to watch some tape with him, and and, and I want for him to tell me what he's looking at. Um, I don't want to step on obviously John Settle, who's the running back coach's toes. Um, I have a lot of faith in him. Uh, we all have a lot of faith in him. Um, but you know, you know, once a badger, always a badger. And you know, not to toot my own horn, but I, I did some great things. You know, you know, you know, for the Wisconsin uh, Badgers, and I, I want to you know pass down that torch of you know some of the skills that I learned, how I learned them, and how I use them. So. Jalen, if you're tuning into this, hit me up. All I'm going to say is, uh, we'd better start hitting that gym because, uh, you know, if you're going to roll up and you'd be like, dude, why, why am I going to listen to you? <laughs> I'm going to roll and be like, who is that? I'm like, bro, it's me, Monte. Like, you'd be like, nah, what, no, what no, are no. you, a left tackle? 
<laughs> right. A right guard? <laughs> you just fall down and take up space? Ah, uh, man, I, I hate myself, man. I hate myself. But nah, right, I'm going to drop this way quick and I'll be ready to go. No, you're, you're good. good. I, I, I need to, I need <laughs> to good. too, so... But right. yeah, but yeah, check that tweet out. I'm I'm ready to go, Jalen. Whenever you're ready to go, any other backs, Julius Davis, I know you're there too. Let's get it. Let's get it. So, Instagram, we're gonna have a bigger presence there. Um, Facebook is gonna basically be tied to Instagram. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm just not a fan of Facebook, but you know, hit us up. That's a good place to hit us up and talk to us. Um, I try to get on there two three times a week. Um, you know, hit us up on Twitter, Untap K. Uh, I'm pretty active on Twitter, so I try to take a look. We'll get back to you right away. Mons is going to be streaming on twitch.tv slash Untap We're watching this right now. Um, what what's your schedule going to be, Mons, to start? Yeah, Monday. Yep, Monday, Wednesdays, Fridays, six to eight p.m. Just 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 a little, you know. Obviously, from everybody getting off work, same here and. Uh, Hop on real quick, just for a quick two hours. Obviously, uh, if time permits, I'll be able, or my schedule permits, I'll be able to um, adjust the hours, maybe extend them into maybe 10 p.m., etc. But um, but we're doing a lot. We're doing a lot. I don't want to you know fill my plate up too full. Um, you know, we're doing this, of course, streaming. Um, we may just go back to some audio podcasts. Who knows? Uh, but the fun part about streaming video games is I don't care if you're seven. I don't care if you're eight. I know all you young kids just got new video games for Christmas. Hop online. I'm I'm coming. I'm coming for you. I'm talking trash. Let's get it. <laughs> Let's get it. It's all fun and games, of course. No uh no terrible trash talking. But uh the competitiveness does not ease up if you're seven. <laughs> I'm putting up eighty points on you in Madden if I, if I need to. I don't care if you're six. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. Where, where can they find you, Mons? Besides you guys, Twitch. Right. You guys can find me on Twitter at MonteBall28, uh, Instagram MonteBall, Facebook MonteBall, obviously our Untap Cake pages. Shoot me a message, topics, whatever. We're going to start doing some more polls uh, or doing polls uh, just to see what you guys want to hear, see what you guys want to chat about, bring some people on, etc. RJ, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me at it's trickster on Twitter, ITZ, the I is a one in trickster. Also, hit up our Discord channel, hit up our Reddit, um, both on Tapcag. Uh, you know, we're in there too, trying to, especially during streaming, uh, hit us up if you if you want to. So that's where we'll be. If you know, those are going to kind of be the scheduled times of stream. There might be some times where we stream other as well uh those aren't gonna be scheduled they'll be like tweeted out before they happen or just you know hit subscribe on twitch right. hit the alerts every time we go live you'll get an alert uh that's probably the best way to do it so uh please hit us up subscribe to us on itunes your podcast service of choice spotify stitcher where have you leave us a review please five stars uh let us know yeah, how you're doing let us know what you want to hear yeah Give us a share. Absolutely, absolutely. And I just want to chime in real quick. Uh, yeah, so for the streaming, yeah, just, uh, keep your keep your eyes peeled for the weekends, of course, because it's the weekend. So there, I, I may be sprinkling some hours in on the weekend. But again, just like RJ stated, I'll tweet it out 
I'll tweet it out. I'll tweet it out prior to uh, to hopping on. But uh, as always, you guys, thank you for listening. Yeah, let's try to be better tomorrow than we were today, because at least if we fail, we tried. Also, let's try to make it a better year, too, and uh, I'll try to have less errors in my typing. So we'll go that route. <laughs> everybody, I'll have, try a to great <laughs> have a great week, everybody. We love you. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.